Welcome to Tilth Talk Radio. Today we're going to be talking about Snurt. In our spotlight, we're going to look at ethanol, egg history minute. We'll talk a little bit about the Dust Bowl, cool beans. That's corny. We'll have some current events, and we'll wrap it all up with our egg idiom of the week. So with me today are Bill Schomburg. Hey guys, Max Garvey. What's up, everybody? Todd Schomburg. Hey to all the Tilthies out there. And I'm Matt Brueger, all with Tilth Agronomy. <clears throat> all right. I guess we got to do it. We got to. Nobody wants to do it, but we got to pull the Band-Aid off. Rip it. <laughs> so, Packers lost. Hello, darkness, my old friend. <laughs> it's it's we a were, sad day in, in Lambeau. We were so happy last week. I'm glad we don't record on Monday or Tuesday. Right. Yeah. No, or Wednesday. <laughs> and that it's later in the week. Time seems to be helping somewhat, but it I mean, was it, a tough loss. It was their game to lose, but they had opportunities and yeah. just didn't, didn't make it happen. I will say two words, three words. Run the ball. <laughs> Fire Mike Patton. <laughs> Another three words. They, they already fired uh, special teams. And yep. and promoted the new guy. Yep. That was good to see. Menango was horrible. I mean, yeah, our Menengo special teams were so bad. bad. Like, not <laughs> even, they're like, oh, the Packers don't have a returner. Not only do the Packers not have a returner, we haven't been able to cover a kick or a punt all year. No. He did improve from when he got it, though. Zucker had it at, like, th- rank 32, and he took it to 29. These are, like, Brown stats here we're working right, with. Right, right. In 10 years, we'll be at the top. Yeah. I did have an interesting conversation at the supper table with one of our new listeners last night. Oh, yeah. my, my 11-year-old son... <laughs> Shout out to Liam. That's our demographic. <laughs> no, it's not. But <laughs> Bill's kids. He's in the podcast now, so he's like, "Oh, I'm going to listen until." Okay. He said, "Dad, I think you you made the Packers lose." I'm like, "What?" He's like, "Last week you were so you're never nervous about Packer games, and you, you said I was like, I, you're right. I'm never. I'm always nervous about Packer games, and this game I wasn't nervous about. And of course, and I think you said as much last week. I you're did. Like, I'm not nervous, which scares the shit out of me. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah, I don't know. It's, it's, Sunday got long really fast. It did. Yeah. Oh yeah. No, it's even even a game where you have so many chances to win, and they had so many things they did to lose, like especially at the end of the half and the start of the second half, and then you know you have yeah, there was miscommunications. You know, the defense stepped it up, got three interceptions. We only capitalized on one, and then couldn't even get extra points afterwards. And yeah, and we're, then we're chasing points with yeah. Bad field goals, second two point conversion calls. That, yeah, I I was really, I thought we could win the whole time, right? My my fandom got the best of me, but I could feel it on the inside where it felt like we were never gonna. It, we, it felt like you were in quicksand. You're it, just. It almost hurt more that we did come back within five yeah. points. If we would have just got our butts kicked, you could have just. Yep. yep. Like last, like like the, in the Niner game. Niner game. Yeah. yeah. After Aaron Jones fumbled. And they went up twenty eight ten. I'm like, yeah. And then Aaron Jones got hurt. Yeah, that's what hurt us. Okay, just... don't get me started on this. Because <laughs> I'm not gonna injury shame, but two fumbles and then a mysterious rib injury is very <laughs> optics he, not great. He he got lit up though on that fumble, especially especially a guy who's who's already said as such that he's on his way out the door. I, to me, that was just a tough. 
it could be a bad timing, but it's a tough. I, to me, it's a tough look. I don't, Max, I don't know. Max's conspiracy theory. I yeah, get the tinfoil hats out. That's <laughs> right. I've I've said it since probably week two or three that I'd rather watch Jamal Williams and AJ Dillon run the ball anyway. They're, I like I like them. I know Aaron Jones is really good, but I really like I really like AJ Dillon. And that's what made me so mad watching the game was what we said last week: get to Brady and turn him over. Right. Yep. They did, which they did, and we did. We didn't get to him. We didn't sack him, but we got they to him where he him just at least once. Yeah, but maybe twice. We got to him where he was throwing these high school Ducks. balls up there. So we picked him off, and then they get the ball back, and three straight, two straight drives, three and out, three and out. Yep. Three passes on each drive. That's what I said before. Run the ball. And it wasn't like we were running out of time either. What was oh, there? That was the third quarter. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Yeah. there's plenty of time left. Run the ball. Either of those two, either those two drives, you take the lead, don't you? Yeah, right. Yeah. Or even if you got a field goal both times, then yeah. in the end you're still in the lead. That's six points on a five point deficit. Wow, that's good. To see more math there, man. <laughs> I just I, I I watched Greg Williams dial up a uh, cover zero and yes. give up a touchdown. So then I watched Mike Pettin dial up a cover one, which is mm, marginally better. Um, right before half there, I was like, why are we not firing this guy? Yeah, this not is if terrible. It's, if it's Kevin King, though, it's it's basically a, a zero. He, well, was, he just was, he, 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 he had a good season, honestly, but holy man, did he have the worst game He had a game bad ever. Sunday. Holy, he had well, a bad game. And you, you give he him a little terrible. bit of, I mean, he was on the injury report all week. They didn't know if he's going to play until kickoff. So right away, I was like, ooh. I was hoping they'd put my man in, Tremont Williams. Yeah, uh, I was. That would have been sweet. I, yeah. even, like, especially after the half where he just yeah. got blown away. It's like. Just throw Tremont in there. I mean, how old can Tremont Williams be? He played la- He played the week 38. before for the Ravens. Like he played though, well, right? So yeah. well, and to you make, know he can his legs still work. To make history, he would have had to have played, played right? right? And he yeah. didn't. So that was kind of lame too. Yeah, both, they could have just put him in for something. Well, we had two guys we picked up that we didn't use. Yeah. Well, because Corona got the first. Yeah. yeah. Did I mean? Did we have anything to lose by putting Tremont in over I, Kevin King? No. You no. feel like there's no way. No. There's no way. But we'll see. Big. Big off season here. Gonna, the the I, good news though is, after I got over the loss and I decided to turn the next game on at like, oh I couldn't I couldn't watch the next midway one. through the first quarter when Buffalo was up nine to zero and then like five minutes of game time later they were down twenty one to nine it didn't last long it was no. like Chiefs look awesome Chiefs look no. Chief, Chiefs Chiefs would have beat okay. us especially us if Do, hey, I was gonna say delusional Packer fans would we were gonna go and get our yeah our salad tossed if we would have <laughs> played the Chiefs. I mean, they're good. Yeah. They're really good. Look, look Tyreek Hill would have blown by Kevin yeah. King all game. Scotty so. Miller says he's faster than Tyreek Hill. Did you see that one? Oh, yeah, he says that? Yeah, he says he's Although faster. They, they got a chance to prove it. So I'm hoping that's the catalyst to get Kansas City to really want to yeah. kick their butts. Yeah. I don't think I don't think it's going to be close, honestly. No, it's hard I, to bet against Brady in a Super Bowl, I know, but... Oof. Yeah, but Brady played like garbage. That's he the did. thing. Yeah, I don't... He's he's entering that Peyton Manning area towards yeah, the end of his career yeah. where it's like he's good, but man, he doesn't he doesn't win you the game anymore like no. he used to. Yeah, no defen- What are we? What were we ranked defensively? Like twenty seventh? We had a top no, ten we defense ten no, season. Was, was yeah. it higher than that? Yeah, yeah. nine. You're thinking special teams again, man? Yeah, probably. But so, anyway, we're we're not the best defense, and we, like Bill said, got to him, got three picks. Like, imagine what a good. Well, team yeah. is going to do to them. Does he retire if he wins? I, he should, right? He 
he, I don't he know. won't, but he should. I don't even like talking I think about you him. He <laughs> just thinks he, oh, he's, he's it, so good that he, it just makes you so angry. That I just hard. don't like him. Like, no, I, he, you, I can tell he, you. I, he's he, a sore. He, what I don't like him about is he, he, he's, when he wins, he comes back in the field, says hi to Drew Brees and all that, and he gets all this accolades. But when he's a loser, when he loses, he's just the sorest loser ever. Oh, yeah. He throws tan, tantrums well, on the sideline. And so it's and like, but, Aaron, oh, but he, but. Aaron Rodgers throws his tablet and it's. The frustration of Rodgers. What a bad teammate. Tom Brady throws a tablet. What a great teammate. Well, he, he's, he's just, just a good leader. He's just so motivated. <laughs> he must really be passionate because you don't see that out of Tom Brady very Except much. Except for last week it's and like, the week before. No, you yeah. see that all the time out of Tom Brady. But, yeah, I don't like Tom Brady. I don't care what anybody says. Oh, he's won all these Super Bowls. doesn't mean I have to like the guy. I I dislike him very much. So, yeah. On, on to the draft. Yep. Let's go. Draft quarterback. First round again. <laughs> Woohoo! <laughs> Another MVP. Yeah. Hmm. Another MVC, hmm. MVP season. Hmm. All right. You guys ready to talk about snurt? Yeah. Enough of the Packers. Snurt. Otherwise known as snow mixed with dirt. Todd, you got a little intro music for I us? I do. I was wondering why it's not. Um, it's it's funny how when you slam words together, why it's not the other way. Because if it was Wait, dirt like mixed with Do. snow, it would be Dino. Yeah. So. Dino. Dino. There might be a copyright issue with. With, oh, true, true. <laughs> yeah, here's our. Thank you, kids. What a nice little ditty for your Friday morning. I didn't know there was a Snurt song. I, I had no idea there was either until you you showed me that this morning. So so there you go. I didn't even know Snurt was a word. Oh, come on. You've never heard Jamie Patton. <laughs> she yes. likes to drop that one during some uh, some talks. It's a it's becoming a more common word, I mm-hmm. would say, Snurt. On definitions.net, Snurt, noun. Snow that is dirty, often seen by the side of roads and parking lots that have been plowed. Or snurt as a verb, a suppress, suppressed laugh, a sharp intake of breath. So apparently if you're trying to hold back a laugh, that's also a snurt. Oh, it's probably like a... That's probably another one of those words like trying to... I'd rather snurt than shart. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, well... Unreal. Unreal. <laughs> so, Unreal. So we're looking at it as a indicator of soil health, right? Yeah, that's, yes. That's where we're going here. So Todd and I were talking on the phone the other day, and I'm driving around, and I'm just looking at, you know, nice white wintry landscape, and then all of a sudden you hit a tilled field, and it's like, ooh, snurt. <laughs> and then it'd be, and sometimes it was a couple fields in a row, and then next next time it'd be just one field kind of standing out in the middle. And so, yeah, you can... If you ever want to see erosion, all you got to do is take a drive around the block and and look for that. It, I I think it's a good soil health indicator to look this time of year because if it's January and you're seeing snurt, that's usually quite early to see it. Usually the grounds fro, you know, the ground froze. So for this to move, it basically would have had to on a warm day thaw enough and then move. So January snurt is um, a little bit more unusual, 
and then when you get in the spring, you'll you'll see it more obviously in that March oh, time frame. And all March that. is the snert month. Yes, and and like Matt said, sometimes tilled fields don't show it, so mm-hmm. that might be a way to look at. Um, like I was by a vertical till field and looked really clean yet um, along the side, so it was still holding. It was on a corn grain, so you got a lot of residue there, um, something to sort of keep your soil in place. Whereas anything, you know, more bore plow or really, really chisel. kind of heavy chiseled, you know, those are more where you can kind of see what it's doing. And the thing, guys, is we do this all the time in Snap Plus is figure out what the soil loss is. So that gives us a tolerable soil loss level. But we don't see that. Um, and it's such a small amount that usually leaves even even if it's one ton of soil it's very hard to visualize. I mean, extremely hard to, to sort of... The one time I have seen is it's basically like the thickness of a dime is sort of what you're losing with five-ton soil loss. So it's just such a small layer of soil being moved that I think the snert opportunity, you know, gives us a time to basically actually visualize that and see where soil loss is occurring because you got that contrast to the real white of the snow to the kind of brown darkness of the dirt. And so you can just see that and see what it's doing. Even within fields sometimes, it's not always looking the ditches. Even you know, sometimes you get that little bit of drifting snow in the fields and you'll see it. But these fields that I was driving by the other day, they, <clears throat> I mean, the whole field kind of had that brownish hue to it because you could tell the snow was dirty. And then the ditches especially, that's where you, you saw it kind of collecting on that snow. So we get to see some of the soil movement in the summer, you know, through these rills and things like that. But I don't it's not something that everybody gets to see. It's not something you usually can see from the road where this this is I mean, this is, you know, literally black and white. You're driving by and you can see, okay, that's soil from the middle of that field. And it's now in the road ditch. That's this is the problem that we're trying to avoid. Yeah, I mean, central sands on a windy day, you get to see erosion if you've got a, a bare field that's just blowing, blowing. like crazy. Um, you know, that's, I always on Twitter see every once in a while in the spring and in the fall, those uncovered fields, people will take pictures and be like, this is what the Dust Bowl was like, but times whatever. And you see, you know, <clears throat> you can't even see across the road have, with how much. I have some pictures like that on my phone. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, it's just another way of visualizing, you know, if you've, you're trying to explain to someone, hey, you know, soil erosion. This is this is what it looks like. Like we said, right now, it's an unusual time to have it, but you can drive around and look at all the snert and kind of see what's what's moving. And what other soil health indicators can you just drive around in your truck and a road scout right to to assess the field? Any other ones that you can think of that would do that? Not not this. Um low impact, you know, like you can drive around and see a big gully coming out of a field or something like that, but not where you just see the little sprinkling of, of soil and go, Oh, that's, that's erosion. You know, wind erosion is hard, except like you said, Max, if it's like a dust bowl, you know, wind erosion can be hard to visualize. Compaction ponding, I guess is one you could see See sometimes, but it depends how tall the crop is. A lot of times, especially in corn, you get late enough in the season, all those things could exist, but you never see it. And do you guys think, too, I mean, obviously prevailing wind is from the west. So typically you're going to see it on the east side of the road. But I've seen it on, you know, all directions. But 
I would say the worst would be that way. Um, so something to think about too is as you're driving by a field, you might, well, that one looks really bad. Well, it might be just because it's on the east side of, of that, the ditch is on the east side. So um, just some observations. Yeah, I was then, if you're from this area on County Y, when I was seeing a lot, and some of it was on the north side, Y kind of winds. So there was north side, west side, east side. It was kind of all over the place, depending on which way the road turned. So, All right, and then I got a website for you that I can't believe even exists. So www.snert.com. So it's just one photo of snowy not even dirt. like a great like, no like, the, like just yeah, that other guy you found with the you know, photos yeah, yeah and this snert.com literally looks like when you're trying to put your phone back in your pocket and you accidentally take a picture <laughs> like that's what it looks like it's just it, it to, does to however me, it looks like melting snow in a in a parking lot right like the springtime melt yeah, yeah. Yeah. Like when they do the news story about the snow pile that's still melting in the parking garage in July. In July. Yeah. yeah, that's what it looks like. You're right. That's funny. So what should we do? What should we doing about this? I mean, obviously we're, we've seen it's happening. We we need to try to fix it, right? Well, and that's where, like Todd said, you know, if you're using minimal tillage or vertical tillage, you're, you're less likely to see it having residue on the field. So if you're, you're leaving the corn stalks over winter. Um, cover crops help a lot. Yeah, that's as good as a cover crop. Cover crops. Uh, it would be a good way to assess how well your cover crops work. And sometimes in the fall, you're like, man, it's only an inch tall. Yeah. But a lot of times those still hold soil quite well. Um, so it is a good time to just assess how well that did. Um, even alfalfa fields, I've had it where you get those older hay fields that those crowns are kind of spread apart and I've actually seen snurped yep. on those one time, you know, I, it was one time, but something like that too, to just assess how, how well you're holding on to the soil. But something with the alfalfa fields too is, is if you're, if you're in your program now is to till those alfalfa fields in the fall, maybe we just wait till the spring, spring. you know, I mean, yeah, Todd, they might be thin and they might have a little bit of, of movement, but at least, it's better than tilling it up and loosening that soil up in the in the fall. Your your poor man's cover crop. Uh, that's my favorite one. You could still and you could still spray it, say in the fall. Right, just right. wait and till it, or, or or yeah, Bill, you make a good point though. Is like, what are you going to do about it? Well, let's, let's look at your management and see yeah. what could you do about it. Um, and really, it's a sign of how strong your aggregates are. That's really what it's a sign. You know how how is that soil you know held tight to it, and what does tillage do? destroys aggregates so obviously um the some tillage is good and used properly it's really good and you might see that too is even a field that's a longer no longer term no till or something like that and then you go till it um usually those still kind of hold up um there's there's more structure there yeah Yeah. well and you know it's something you know you can look at and say all right yeah maybe it doesn't seem so bad now but just think about it's every year if you're doing that same same practices, same management on that field. That little bit you see that is still, it's every year. You're losing more and more every year. So hopefully that's enough of a catalyst to, if, if you've got someone who's on the fence about it, to at least try something just to see if they can get rid of that snert. I think, too, it's, to me it's not even the snert. It's just you're going to have water erosion, wind or other erosion, and this is just a good way to visualize that. And remember, because... It's such a slow loss that you can't even see it. You know, it's like the receding hairline of of my head that you can, you know, like 
slowly take, killing yeah, us. You're, so you're like, balding. It takes like day you know, by day. We can't tell, but no, year by year. but yeah, it's like holy crap, this is getting bad up there. So it's well, it's like that. You have where to tell the hairstylist a, to be careful. She's cutting your hair. <laughs> they just leave the the front ones a little longer, Long, just just a little bit longer. No, I I think too. We got to watch. Snert can come from other places too. Yes, road true. road debris, that kind of stuff. So or your neighbor's field, on yeah. the side or something. So kind of you know gauge it, see if like I said, a lot of these, the whole field you could see it was was going across the whole field had that discolored snow, and that's going to be different than you know if something gets pushed off the road, just the ditch looks dirty and your field looks clean. It's probably coming from somewhere else. But so Matt, what is what snert? Like what's that kind of word called where you slam two words together? Yeah, so it's got a there's a big word that describes the merging of two words and it's portmanteau word or a blend. Portmanteau, that's a cool word. That sounds like a badass. Sounds like a wine. <laughs> yeah, it's a suitcase actually. Like a, oh. Okay. But the portman has his suitcase in tow, <laughs> portmanteau with a bunch of wine in it. With so a bunch it's of wine in it. Combining the meaning of its parts. So some examples like smog, smoke and fog, yeah. brunch. Oh, brunch uh, is the best. Brunch is a popular brunch. One. Breakfast, lunch. I always wonder why a lupper didn't take off as much as... Yeah, brunch just kind of holds... <laughs> lupper. But, but yeah, lupper. lunch, supper, or, or dupper, dinner. And what do you need lupper supper? for? You have fourth meal. True. <laughs> True. It is kind of weird, you, 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 whereas like brunch seems to work because... You wake up later or something like that. And yeah, you, you want to sleep in and like, yeah. uh, it's just, too, too late for breakfast, but too early for lunch. I'm just going to eat a mixture of foods from both. A cheeseburger and a bowl of oatmeal. Boom. Brunch. <laughs> I, I always like going to a brunch buffet and like go through the first time, get breakfast food. Yes. And the second time, go through and get lunch. the lunch foods. That's, that's oh, you do it actually? Like, oh, like the two course, yeah. <laughs> I'm, all, I'm all about the, uh, oh, the mimosas and Bloody Marys. That's, <laughs> that's part of <laughs> brunch. Man, I love a good Bloody Mary. I love the omelets where they make your omelets yes. in their stations. I know what I'm doing Sunday. <laughs> Are those open yet? Can you go to like a oh, I'm, buffet? Uh, probably not. I think Dude. Golden Corral is like every time I drive by is dark. Sad. Yeah. <laughs> you guys know the very famous brunch that's just down the road from here that no longer exists? Yes. yes. When I was a kid and I was big, go to church and you get to go to brunch. And that was... Custom waffles, custom omelets. That was what it's all ice about. Cream. Ice cream. Like ice cream for breakfast. Yeah. Yep. The whole nine. Sausage, eggs, yeah, roasted chicken. Yeah. <laughs> big yeah. variety. Yeah, like mashed potatoes. And roast beef. Yep. Yeah. But really, but really, it was about getting to make your own omelet, getting to make your own waffle, and getting ice cream. That was the, those were the three, the three pillars of success <laughs> on a Sunday. I like to mix the waffle and ice cream. Ooh, not a bad, not a bad combo. I mean, whipped cream's. I like whipped cream too, but put a little tower soft serve on top of that waffle. It's a little, twi- little twisty cone on your waffle. Some waffle cone for a reason. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, Todd, it looks like you've got a list. I got a co- yeah, egg words that, that are that are crammed together. Um, one of my favorite egg portmanteau is triticale or triticale. Which is a mixture of triticum, which is the Latin word for wheat, and cicale, which is the Latin word for rye. So, which would make sense. It's a blend of wheat and rye. Why it's not why? Yeah, you, it's or reet. or wheat. Yeah, 
whereas triticale or triticale, I don't know. I've heard that both ways too. Yeah, it it is. You know, you'll hear one guy say triticale, and the next guy say triticale. So I'm, I'm I, and really I sure almost want to say it's triticale because I think you pronounce this. It's not sakale; it's sakale. So I would think they're actually right with the triticale, but that's for another time. Potato, potato. Yes, P- potato, tomato. <laughs> My, couple other good ones for egg portmanteaus are beefalo yes which is where you mix a beef steer with a buffalo yep mm-hmm. never my, had I, my you, buddy had a beefalo is it? yeah Sweet. yep big bad beefalo so that you get the hump in the yep in the neck kind of yeah without the the angry looking horn head they're kind of goofy looking honestly put a picture up here they're, yeah they are like it it just almost to me looks like a bigger steer still sure but yeah they had, they had char- Charger the Beefalo was the Charger, Charger the Beefalo. <laughs> Good name. Yeah. wonder how you got that one. Yep. And then spe- keep it in the same sort of beef category as the Brangus, which is when you mix a Brahm- Brahmin and an Angus together, so you get the Brangus type of cattle. <laughs> I actually milked a Brahma Holstein combo. Oh, yeah? Nice. Yeah. The farm I worked for, they had... A Brolstein? Had trouble breeding, and so they they threw some Angus in a heifer okay. or a, in a cow. And oh, was it Angus Holstein or a Brahma Holstein? No, it was a Holstein. But which was the? It was a Brahma. Yeah, Brahma okay. mixed with. Yeah, got it. Yeah, so it it, like it, it uttered up really Brostein. Brostein. <laughs> it was like this small, small udder, and it milked like nine pounds. <laughs> of milk. Like it was kind of ridiculous. <laughs> but yeah, it was interesting. I, I can say I've done it. I don't, I don't recommend it. It's not really. Was it, a, was it like a black and white, but then had the droopy ears? It was actually mostly dark. I don't remember. I'm trying to think if it had any white on it, but it had like kind of the the Brahma build to it. And then, um, I, if I remember right, I think he actually bred it back to Brahma again. <laughs> and the calf came out. It looked like a donkey. Like it had big kind of <laughs> floppy ears, and it was kind of a brownish black. So yeah, wow. it was it was different. Life on the farm. Yeah. There's also a geep, which is a goat and a sheep. Geep. Which I, that one I couldn't seem to find pictures of because I mean, we never want to see what that looks like. Yeah. That one's a new one to me. I don't know that it really. It's like a sheep with a beard. Yeah. Like if a sheep could grow a goatee, that's probably what a geep looks like. (laughs) And then the last egg portmanteau I could find is permaculture, which is permanent plus agriculture. So that one's one I've heard before people say that, and I didn't really quite know exactly that that was a portmanteau. It's like permafrost, but for agriculture. agriculture. So what are some of your favorites? Maybe not egg ones, just in general that you like. Uh, well, I discovered after looking up portmanteaus that I thought emoticon was just the name of the little smiley face stuff. I didn't realize it was a portmanteau. It's emotion and icon. Sure. Mixed together, so emoticon. Not necessarily my favorite, but I, I just found that interesting. I am uh, i don't know if this one actually gets used outside of the house that I live in, but uh, Brinner, which is brunch for dinner, you know, when you make pancakes for dinner. Okay. Brinner. Little Brinner. <laughs> little Brinner action. Yeah. That's one of my favorites because that means I get pancakes for dinner. So. Sweet. <laughs> Bill, what's your favorite? Jackalope. <laughs> fast is fast and blue. Yep. Never cuts blue. Jackrabbit with horns. I don't, I don't get it because it's supposed to be antelope, but every jackalope I've ever seen has got white tail antlers on it. Right. So I don't understand. 
but nonetheless, very interesting. Was that uh, that was America's Funniest People, right? They used to have the jackalope on. You remember that? Yes, I was, Dave, trying to, Dave Dave, Dave, yes I was trying to, to say it was not Saget. It wasn't or, Saget on no. America's Funniest Home Videos. It was or the, now it's Bergeron. It was Uncle it. Joey. No, it's not Bergeron anymore either. It's uh, oh yeah, there's Carlton. Oh yeah, <laughs> it's uh, Alfonso Ribeiro. I couldn't yeah. think of his real name. I could only think of his character's name. Yeah, he took over for Bergeron. Man, I those if you rank those, Saget was probably one of the best. Bergeron's not the worst, but that show's I, been on forever. Yeah. I'd have to go back and watch you'd, you'd to see if they hold YouTube up. YouTube would have just like totally. They're on Disney Plus now. My kids like love that. They still kind of hold up. Yeah, they're, my um, my son likes to watch it it's around like noon. It might be every day, but on the weekends they have like a America's funny or not not America's funniest. It's funniest video count or world's funniest video countdown or something like that. Is that on channel like fourteen dash three? Yeah, or something? it's one of the yeah laugh. Laugh, laugh TV. I know exactly what I know exactly what you're talking about. Twenty six three. I think it is. <laughs> it's a favorite yeah. at your house. Exactly what you're talking Saturdays. about. It's a. There's nothing else on TV usually when that's on. Like nothing else. So mm-hmm. you're like, well, this is not bad. So we'll watch this. It's Max's household appointment TV. I think no, for, for the no. most part, videos like that hold up. It's not so much who hosts it, but well, it's just people like well, yeah, watching people getting, getting hit in the crotch, hit in the crotch <laughs> over and over. <laughs> with yeah. footballs, baseballs, I'm big on uh, ri- ridiculousness. I like that show. It's like. It's, it's like a little P- too it's like, crude. For it's like PG thirteen of America's Funniest Home Videos. I, I've only seen it a couple yeah. times, and the the host is just like too dead for me. Like he's he's not very animated. Like the guy, he's like a skater or something. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Yep. He's well. I think it. I, I also when I was like a kid, teenager, like Rob is his name, yeah. was huge. Like he had two different shows going at the same time. It was a big deal. So he was really cool. I guess now he's a. I can nice say he's cool. washed, but he's he's working towards washed, um, and so yeah. But I like him more because he was cool when I was a kid. Yeah, no, I, the videos are good, but yeah, just like it's the same thing. It just is yeah, different hosts. Well, it's me with like all a of panel of now is it's all vertical. You know, it's cell phones, so it's, yeah, it's all vertical video, and it's because then you got the bars on the side. Yeah, it's just tur- turn your phone, people. Yes, it's not that hard. No, it's like you watch half of them, you're like oh, you can't see much what's going on because the way they shot it. Everything's recorded on Snapchat though, and I don't. I don't think if you turn your phone sideways on no, Snapchat, I don't think you get. I think you just have a sideways video then. <laughs> well, get get with it, Snapchat. Come on. Oh. I, I'm guilty. I mean, as soon as something cool is about to happen, I'm like, Snapchat, here we go, let's go. <laughs> All right, but one. one la- okay. You don't even have to anymore because Snapchat, you can lo- upload videos now. Yeah, but yeah. You don't have to. You don't but have to go in the Snapchat. It, it's yeah. like it's like instinct it's not yeah it's not a conscious decision at he that doesn't point. want to upload a sideways video matt you should though they're way better <laughs> all right since we're podcasting that is a portmanteau so do you guys know what that's the well broadcasting has to be part of it yeah right? yeah and ipod yeah so that's what it started is yeah. like on your ipod people download these and listen to them i don't know why it's not ipod casting but they just dropped the i in the beginning and Deep down, we all still hate Steve Jobs a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> no, I agree. If it was, it's like when people add Mick to everything for McDonald's. McDonald's and, yeah. yeah. We were in high school. I remember doing that. Mick Butterburger. If you knew the person working, you'd be like, can I get a Mick shake and a Mick... <laughs> just like Mick everything, even if it didn't have it in the, the menu. Yeah. I've ordered a McDouble from Burger King multiple times. <laughs> like, you know, just on accident. It's like, 
have well, I've, it. I've ordered it at Dairy Queen, and we knew the people there. You'd order a Happy Meal, and <laughs> they'd be like, "Get get out of our store right now. We do not." Ooh. We don't have happy them's meals here. Todd, Todd sounds like there are some yeah. underlying issues with <laughs> them, you. Them's no, fighting words, You don't Todd. say happy meal in a, yeah. anywhere don't, but McDonald's, apparently. Especially when your ex-girlfriend's working, apparently, from Todd's <laughs> case. <laughs> Tough look for Todd. <laughs> oh. uh, yeah, Craptacular, I think, was one that you had on there that I like. I've heard... I don't say it as much, probably, as I, I would like to, but it's, it's a... Crap and spectacular. So. Well, and Snickers did the old hangry thing. So I mean, yep. they, they hangry took, is a good one. That yeah. one I feel like is used quite often now. Or yeah, something. that one's pretty much yeah. I feel like my kids are like that every day. Which is a combo hangry, of hungry, hangry, and angry. Like they're just crabby, and you give them something to eat, and they're like, "Fine, yeah." It's yeah. like, "Oh, you were just hangry." But if you ask them if they're hungry, they go, "No, I'm no, not hungry. hungry. <laughs> You're just crabby." Yeah, no, no, I don't know anybody like that. <laughs> Ooh, shot over the do bow. We, do we need Ooh. a Snickers for you, man. <laughs> Turn into Betty White when you're hungry. All right, so there you go. Two things we've learned: snurt or dirty snow it can be visible during the winter, so it's a good way to look and see if those cover crops are doing something to your field. And if you're not using cover crops, maybe it might be a good reason to start. And portmanteau words are blends of two different words. We talked a little bit about that too, so. Now let's move into our spotlight for today. So today we're going to talk about ethanol a little bit. And in this case, we're talking about emissions from corn ethanol are 46% less greenhouse gas filled than gasoline. So this is actually better than I think we initially thought EPA had pegged the difference at 20%, but it's actually closer to 46%, which basically half the greenhouse gas emissions from ethanol mix versus a straight gasoline. So, Yeah, as corn farmers out there, this is something, the really new study to kind of push people towards because the public out there always says, well, yeah, is ethanol really any better? And this new study shows it is better so it'd be good you know a good thing to kind of show that um ethanol you know a biofuel made from corn and it just says that 46 percent. so like matt said around half just good really good yeah. do, you, do you guys roll with the the e88 when you roll into quick trip mm-hmm. only some quick trips have it that's i know you got to go to the right ones right here yep yep, yep. right down the road here yeah they get the if it e88. was an old station that they converted a lot of times it's not, but if it's a new station. Yep. Even being up to that 15% blend now, I think will help a lot. Yeah. You know, yeah. just going from the ten old 10% blend to more being at 15, which I think like quick trips are, have the 15. Yeah. Yeah. They have, um, that's the 88. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I'm thinking E85. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. 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 E85 is 85%. Percent, right. Know, which, yeah. though, that's getting I feel almost like hard. Vehicles aren't, no, aren't when, making vehicles. When I like used that. to run my truck on that too, it never. It, it like you say, it just seemed like I mean because you're gonna have a little less gas mileage with that stuff, and it never quite worked out right. Where you're right with that 15 percent blend, it's better. Yeah, the E85 always seemed to have heating issues that would shorten the life of some parts of the the system. It seemed like even if it was a vehicle that was supposed to have capability, yeah. No, got to roll with the E88. And it's usually cheaper. Yep, three cents right now. 
Ooh. Take my three cents. I'll take it to the bank. <laughs> All right. Now we'll move into our egg history minute. Gotta love the banjo. All right. So since we were talking snurt and soil movement, erosion, I thought the Dust Bowl would be a good topic for today. So in 1935, President Franklin D. Roosevelt formed the Great Plains Drought Area Committee to study the current Great Plains drought and make recommendations that would make future droughts less disastrous. One discovery the committee made was that human actions had significantly contributed to the severity of the drought. In August of 1936, the committee reported one primary source of disaster has been the destruction of millions of acres of this natural cover prairie grass, an act in which a series of dry years that are passing by let loose soil Exposed to wind. So the destruction has been caused partly by overgrazing, partly by excessive plowing. It has been an accompaniment of settlement intensified in operation and effect since the First World War. So they found that over between overgrazing and pl- excessive plowing, you had excessive loose dirt. And so compounding years of drought led to more erosion and the dust wool. So another good reason to consider cover crops or at least consider your management when working on your agriculture fields. Do you think they had a lot of snurt? I'm sure they did in areas that get snow, but and it was you a, know that plains area that's yeah, it's not probably much. not as much snow. And it was a drought, so how much snow were they getting? Did they really get? True. That was pretty nasty, though. Yeah. No, I think of... I just think of about you know sandier soils. We can still see that kind of effect in a, on a windy day, where you just get that grit in your yeah. mouth, even though you're you're trying not to open your mouth in the wind, and you still get that grit. So, just thinking of normal other type soil types doing that is is pretty crazy. Yeah, speaking of grit, if you're looking for a crop consultant with a lot of grit out there that'll uh, look at your fields, please go to naicc.org. There you'll find a independent crop consultant in your area. Thank you for listening to our podcast. Uh, we, we love that we have a lot of listeners, subscribers. We've had people rate it. All we ask all our listeners to do is tell a farmer friend about a iPod broadcast, which is our podcast. So please just Tell a farmer friend, you might be like, what is what is this podcast? And just tell them it's radio for your phone. You just sort of hit the subscribe button, and they automatically come on there. And then you can listen to it on weekends when you're when you're out on your Sunday drive looking for snurt. Going for, for brunch. brunch. There you go. Right on your way to brunch. Good call, Bill. <laughs> yep. All right. You can follow us on Facebook and Twitter at Tilth Talk Radio. Now we'll get into some current events with Cool Beans. That's corny. So, Cool Beans? Cool Beans. Cool Beans. Cool Beans. Cool Beans. So, our Cool Beans for this week is China is back buying, exporting, or shattering export records with some big buys. Not only is it big buys, but they're buying a lot of corn. So, kind of a neat thing there. So, the largest one-day export corn sale was 3.72 million metric tons, which happened in 1991. The U.S. sold to the USSR, which is now known as Russia. Uh, 
back then it was the Union of Soviet Socialist Republics. So <clears throat> China d has made, uh, starting on Tuesday, 1.36 million metric tons or 53.5 million bushels. So that one sale marked the biggest purchase by China in six months. So yeah, this week's just been a huge purchase. So it wasn't like they did it all in one day. Right. But it was a lot in a week. And for it to be, you know, corn, th that's sort of different for us too. I mean, China's a huge importer of our soybeans, and they import corn, but um, it is also it's sort of exciting that they're they're buying corn right now and having new demand from China is obviously what the markets are showing with the with the spike in prices. And we just were talking about ethanol too. They committed to 200 million gallons of ethanol for the this first six months of the year. So they're really scratching some checks. It always blows me away too, is because there's a bunch of other purchases to under unknown destinations, Ooh. and that always surprised me how that can be a thing in the markets yet. Where like we have all this corn that we don't know where it's, it's going like, somewhere. Yeah, right? like, it's just. It's it being exported. We need pirates. the corn, okay? <laughs> pirates. <laughs> Maybe like, some pirates got it. Like, they didn't know where it was. It's a black market some for Doritos. Pirates. Yes. <laughs> before the Super Bowl. Yeah. Yes. Yes. The Doritos black market always heats up before the Super Bowl. <laughs> These are Dortos. They're, they're missing the eyes. This, this is legit. <laughs> All right. Our that's corny for this week is the U.S. Farming lost the king of combines. So an American farming titan, Jesse Small, he passed away earlier this month. Um, <clears throat> but he was known for his career of combining, blazing a grain trail coast to coast for 62 years. Attracted nationwide fame, racked up some of the highest acreage numbers of all time, and helped usher in the era of modern farming. The one cool thing about him, he he was supposed to be on the cover of Time magazine in the late 1970s, I believe, or early 80s, and um, the Pope had died. So instead of being on the cover, he got pushed back, and he had a cool quote of like basically saying, "Like, no, oh, no big deal. It was the Pope that beat me out. Like he he didn't, you know, <laughs> he's just happy to be basically behind the Pope and on that. And that that is cool that a farmer could be basically featured in Time magazine. Yeah. So this this gentleman was like the the father of custom combining. That's kind of where he gets his fame. Yeah, I'm kind of making those um, you know, combine te trains. Te Texas to Wisconsin runs of, yeah, where you start in one state and then just keep going just keep until going. the harvest finished. Yeah, he yeah was basically bought the combine for like 2500 bucks back in the 60s, which would have been a ton of money, you know, and just started combining in the Midwest and, you know, was up to like a fleet of like, 20 or 30 combines, you know, within five or six years. And so that's pretty cool to have somebody basically that started sort of those harvest crews and kind of kind of doing that. And you just wonder how much time this guy did just sit in the cab and they got a picture of him chewing on a cigar, <laughs> um, said he'd never lit him. He just always chew him. And I couldn't quite understand. It sounded like he'd chew the same one for more than one day. So mm -hmm. I don't, I'm, I don't know if it was just a, Habit? How, yeah, how, I don't know. I, remember, I only remember one guy chewing a cigar, and remember that, Bill? He, oh, yeah. 
show up in the barn and you'd be like, what the hell? This guy's smoking a no. cigar in the barn. And <laughs> that was a big, and yeah, big, and, and cause you just didn't do that cause the straw and you'd light the barn on fire while he, he was not smoking it. He was just chewing just it. Chewing it yeah. yeah. 13 hours a day in the box during harvest and six days a week standing in a fishing boat during the off season. <laughs> and he continued that well into his eighties. On January 2nd of this year in Senath, Missouri, he exited church and began his last ride, a 12-mile John Deere Combine drive to Kennett, Missouri, a final resting place at Memorial Garden Cemetery. So he got a, boy, 12 miles at... Yeah, it was cool that they had like a John Deere Combine with the casket tied where the head goes, Yeah, I remember seeing that on Twitter. Yeah, yeah this is kind of neat, like way to... It's just cool. 97, though. I mean, that'd be good if we make her 97. I'd be happy yeah. with that. Yeah. I'm glad they had them well strapped on there. Yeah. That would no, be they had two pretty good-sized ratchet straps on there, so if you want to go nowhere. All right. Todd, what do you got for our egg idiom? Yeah, our egg idiom of this week is it's no use crying over spilled milk. And... The meaning of that is it's no use being upset over situations that have already happened and cannot be changed. So the origin of this is basically it's really, really old proverb. Dates back to a British historian, James Howell, in 1659, where he used this metaphor as the inability to recover spilled milk once it's you know been spilled. So my my sort of example sentence of this one for this week is, while it's sad the Packers lost the NFC Championship, you should now focus on moving ahead and achieving better results next year. There's no use crying over spilled milk. What about eviscerated cheese? Can we cry about that? <laughs> yeah, the, the cheese heads got just destroyed. Or, right? or sour milk, sour cheese. I don't know how you guys are, but like when my kids spill milk, I just it drives me nuts. It does. Oh, I just hate. But like now they're big enough, they clean it up, so it's better. But it always like happens. Anything that, that gets spilled, I hate it. It's like down the, and it's like the counter, down like the drawer, all, yeah, like, yeah like, under the fridge. It falls on the floor and splatters on the counter and the chair. And you ever every, feel? Like, and yeah. if you didn't get it cleaned up good, you smell it. With yeah, like, right, right. Oh, the, all the, like, I was gonna say like you feel like you did a really good job, but then all of a sudden, like six hours later, you walk through the kitchen Steve. and your sock sticks to the floor on this one, those, <laughs> and you're just like, oh. Although having a dog does help with that. That is correct. You just get a herd of cats to lick it up. <laughs> They're not. Yeah, but they I don't troll. The, they house. don't troll underneath the table like dogs do. Though. Yeah. dogs are just that desperate for anything yes. to lick up the floor. So, all yeah. right. Well, that'll do it for today, guys. Thanks Thank, for being here. Thanks for having us, Matt. So today we talked about snurt, a visual indicator of erosion that you can drive around and look at. In our spotlight, we talked about ethanol being better at producing less greenhouse gas. Egg History Minute, we talked about the Dust Bowl. Cool beans, China's buying more corn. That's corny, was the loss of one of the pioneers of cross-country farming. And our egg idiom was no use crying over spilled milk. So thanks for listening, and as always, happy farming. <laughs>